Like I said, I wanted to get my buddy Beamer on to talk a little bit of golf because it's a special day. You guys know if you followed us on this show and he's on the juice now or you follow us on social media, golf is maybe the next most important thing to us other than our families, sometimes more than our families. Beamer, what's going on, man? Thursday at Augusta. What a day, huh? Timmy, Merry Christmas. And yes, to your point, much more important than our family. What's going on, man? Good to talk to you. It's good to talk to you. Good to have you back on the show again. Isn't it neat? It's it's good to be back with you. Uh, Of course, it's always fun uh, having you on the juice. And then I I enjoy coming back on the Buckeye show, man, for sure. Opposite end of the dial. You stay up late. I get up early. My goodness, right? I mean, you, you, you you couldn't be on more opposite ends of the spectrum right now when you switch gigs. You're getting uh, the afternoon nap in, and I know that that comes into the fray here on a day like today when Tiger's teeing off at 11 a.m. Were you able to catch all of this? The round is completely done. He goes one under, 71. First competitive round, really first round of any kind other than he got out there for charity with his son Charlie back in uh, the late fall, but 17 months since a car crash that could have could have killed him. It certainly could have taken his leg. And here we are, one under, first round back, and it's at the Masters at Augusta National of all places. Yeah, pretty wild to think about, right? I mean, we talked about this together before, just like, all right, what's the process going to be? Uh, it was it was almost a like moment in time where I remember where I was at, what I was doing um, when all this came down about Tiger being in the crash out there in the Pacific Palisades at the Riv. Um, and to think fast forward a little bit a year and change that not only is he back walking, uh, he's actually back playing competitive golf, but you and I know this, Tim, I mean, just from being around the sport and being fans of it, there's a different gear that he has. He's so different when it comes to that. And, you know, a few months ago when he tweeted out like, all right, making progress. And it was a three second swing video and it's got like 19 million views on Twitter. Like he, I really do think in the back of his mind, he still wants to catch Jack Nicholas. As crazy as that is to seem, Tiger's sitting at 15 majors, Jack's on 18. To think that that's still what drives him. But you knew a couple of weeks ago when he went to Augusta for his practice round, like, all right, he's probably going to try to play. We'll see how the leg works out. But you've said this before. He's one of the greatest ever to pick up the sticks. As long as his body cooperates with him, everything else is there. It's second nature for him to go out there and swing it, and especially at a place like Augusta where the more experience you have, the better chances you're going to be able to play well. Beam, you're you're right, and I love you. You've already – not that we needed to do this on this kind of day because we've already spoken about it. You you have a green light on the Buckeye show to enter into any kind of golf discussion because you just blurt out Jack's name, and then you're in, right? It's – it's like we used to just blurt out a Blue Jackets name, Ryan Dezingle, and then let's talk some Jackets playoff hockey, right, when they're making their run. And we're actually going to have Carson Meyer on the show tomorrow for, nice. for the Jackets conversation. But, you know, I'm telling you, if Tiger just becomes this guy who plays less golf throughout his schedule, and again, like, let's enjoy what happens this week. I'm trying to, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to live within each round, right? He's one under par, and as we talk – 
Cameron Smith had an unbelievable round. You talk about moving the needle and stealing the thunder, like a 19 million dollar, uh, 19 million views on a three second clip. Cam Smith is six under par and nobody gives a crap. And then he goes and double bogeys 18. And so he comes back and now tiger. Also, what a way too, by the way, yeah. I'm going to shoot a, uh, going to score a double bogey on the first tee, uh, double it on the second. My round, Timmy, I would shoot 110 <laughs> if that happened. Uh, Cam Smith, 400 par. It's unbelievable, right? Yeah, double to start. Gets it to six under. It looks like he's running away with it, but no one's even talking about it because we're watching every single Tiger Woods shot with what the website has, and then the broadcast came around at 3 o'clock. By the way, by the way, best website in the history of websites. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? It's incredible. I mean, what are there, six or seven <laughs> different streams available? on that site to watch? You can click a player's name and watch every single shot that they've hit on the course. I don't know of any other tournament that does that. No, no. Literally every single shot is available with that my group thing. We sound like we work for the Masters. And, hey, that that would be amazing if that could ever happen. But what I was saying there, Tiger, unless he's dead, Jack's record of 18 isn't safe. I I think he... You know he's going beyond the health care plan, right, with what he can do for his leg. And he looked straight <laughs> into the camera and said, it's going to get better. It's going to get stronger. You know, my mobility and what I can do as an older 46-year-old guy with the back issues, that's going to be it. Like, we see he doesn't crouch down as much when he's reading a putt. But so what? He's got a caddy to help him out with that. He's got a feel for the game. It's it's not safe, man. Like, if he goes the next five, six, seven years, Phil's winning in the 50s, that leg gets stronger. He could keep doing this. He could keep chasing that record. Yeah, it's really remarkable to look at, and it's the mental drive, really, uh, what focuses uh, what focuses him. But it's really remarkable. And, you know, I know we're all getting hyped up at the Tiger bubble. It doesn't even matter how Tiger plays for me. Sure, you know, you and I both being fans would love to see him in contention. I mean, he could miss the cut tomorrow, Tim, and I would still equally enjoy the Masters as much whether he's in it or whether he's not in it, just because of what a special week this is. You will, you would not enjoy it. Don't lie. You will love the Masters more with Tiger in it in the weekend. You well, know yes, you will. But it's not going to take away my enjoyment of this week if he does poorly, if that makes any – like if he's not in contention – it's, I will still love this week. You still, you still love this week no matter what, even when Tiger was gone from the sport because you're a, a giant fan of the game of golf. But when he's there, it's just ridiculous. How, it's I different. Don't, it's different. Has there, have we even witnessed another athlete in the last 20 years move the needle more than Tiger Woods? Not LeBron, no, right? I, I, no, no, no. I don't even think – I mean, LeBron, obviously, very popular, very good, one of the best living icons of the sport – Tom Brady, same way when you come to football. It's, he is a, he's a revolutionary figure in the game, and you ask any other PGA Tour uh, player, you know, like, oh, yeah, if you could thank anybody, who would it be? Tiger Woods. Look at what Cam Smith just did, talking about him for a second. Look at the purse that he got, the prize that he got for winning the players. Golf isn't in as good of a spot today as it is financially unless Tiger Woods came around. 100%. 100%. So Beamer, uh, Brandon Beam is with us, guys. You know, he used to be a part of the show. He's on Morning Juice, lover of golf, uh, as you guys know. When you opened up that email and found out that you had won the ticket lottery, how many years had you been applying for the tickets? And uh, describe what that was like, clicking the email icon that told you that you were going to go, and not just go, but you got weekend badges that year. 
Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So I had been applying for probably, I don't know, six or seven years at that point uh, of time in my life. And we actually went five years ago. And so everybody's familiar with the feeling, right? Like, okay, I'm going to go and apply for master's tickets. And then I'm going to get kicked in the forehead when they email me <laughs> a few months later and tell me no. Yeah. And so I saw this, you know, you get the email, master's tournament, you know, ticket lottery or whatever. And I click on it. And it said that you've been accepted uh, for the Masters tournament or something like that. Like you've you've won the Masters lottery. I'm like, oh my god, this is. Uh, I don't know if this is like a scam email. Like I had to check who it was from. I didn't want to click any links to get myself like a bug on the computer. Uh, so I clicked through the link and it was all good. And the way they did it was unbelievable. So it said like because you, when you go in there and you apply for tickets, you can apply for four practice round tickets apiece, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the actual tournament rounds, you can apply for two tickets apiece. Gotcha. So the way they did it is they made you click through to see what days that you got. So first up, it was like Monday, tickets applied for. Really? Tickets, yeah, tickets acquired, zero. And then you had to click the next page. So it was like the, it was like the craziest game of roulette you've ever played. It's like, I know I'm going to win something. You know you're but in. am I going to win? Like, it's raising your blood pressure up. I'm like, okay, Tuesday, click through. Tickets wanted, four. Tickets acquired, zero. I'm like, okay, well, par three contest. Great. This is going to be awesome. I'm not going to get tournament round tickets. That's crazy. Don't be a lunatic. Wednesday, same thing. I'm like, okay, tournament rounds. Great. Wow. Doesn't matter. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever it's going to be. Do the same for Thursday. Do the same for Friday. The only two days left were Saturday and Sunday, mm. uh, and we ended, we ended up getting uh, two tickets for Saturday, moving day, uh, at the Masters. And uh, it, was, it was five years ago we went back in 2017 when Sergio won it, and still to this day, uh, Timmy, it was one of the coolest sports days of my life, just getting to walk around that place. And, and I remember, you know, we were, we were still working together at that time, and uh, – I remember you talking about how crazy the prices were for accommodations around Augusta. We know oh, that. Didn't, didn't you try to stay two or three hours outside of town? Am I remembering that right? And you made the, the drive right in, and then you started heading out after the day was done on Saturday. You, you tried to get down the road as far as you could back to Columbus? Yeah, so I was actually took a whole week off, went down to Myrtle Beach, played golf that week, uh, which was great. Left after golf on Friday – and we drove to Aiken, South Carolina. Oh, Clay is, Aiken. Let's go. It's not, it's not too far away, um, so maybe 45 minutes, an hour away. Um, and so not, not too bad, but, yeah, the ticket price or the you know, accommodations at Augusta were like, I don't know, $350, $500 a night for like a one-star hotel. Uh, <laughs> that was like right. you know, 20 minutes away. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. We can just get up and drive in the morning. Uh, and so we ended up doing that, drove in Saturday, and it was pretty wild, too, because we didn't enter the main gates where most of the people come through at. I don't even know how this happened. We turned into, like, a Sam's Club parking lot and just kind of meandered our way. And it was, there were signs that said Masters Parking. We're like, all right. And so we ended up parking uh, on the back side of the golf course and walked through, and the first thing that we saw – uh, was 16 tee box, right, where, of course, Tiger famously chipped in uh, a, a few years ago where he had the unbelievable shot that rolled down the hole and he yeah. had the birdie to steal it. Uh, so that was the first experience that we got. So we were away from everybody when we walked in, 
And we were actually closer to Amen Corner. So my stepdad and I went, uh, we, me and him went at the time. We literally got uh, breakfast sandwiches, and we sat at number 12, uh, iconic part three there, Golden Bell, and just for like an hour in dead silence, just looking at this hole in which he had a framed picture of growing up in the house, sitting That's there cool. dead silence. And the only thing I could think of, uh, was the scene in Rudy where Rudy's dad gets to go to Notre Dame Stadium for the first time. <laughs> this is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. Like you, that was it. it were was you it. thinking that, was or was Jer thinking oh, that, or both? I think we were. I think we were both thinking yeah. that. Oh man, yeah. That's and you know what too. Twelve is such a neat look. Yeah, I love how they always have that behind the tee box aerial view. You know the one I'm talking about, and it's just. Oh yeah. All the carpet in between the tee box and Ray's Creek up there. It's just so picturesque. And you have no idea how nasty of a hole that would be because it's such a short par three, but it just, you almost don't understand it until you probably play the course. It looks longer in person, too, by the way. Yeah. It's what is it, 140 yards, 145 yards? 55, maybe. Yeah. You get right up on the ropes and that wind talon, and there's a creek in front of it, this may as well be a mile-long part three. Man, that's what it is. You get those gusts up there, and you think you're taking enough club, and then, you know, ask Jordan Spieth, ask Tiger. I thought that was funny seeing the the scorecard from Tiger from the last time he played. The guy had four or five birdies in a row on the back nine at Augusta to finish a round, but he had a 10 on 12. I mean, it's just, (laughs) just dumb. How, how that can happen, right? But it's so cool that you guys got to go. And you talk about you're, you're behind a Sam's Club. And then, what, five or ten minutes later, you're in you're at Augusta National Golf Club. Walking through the pearly gate. Uh, it's amazing. You know, you, you should have gotten yourself a uh, salted and buttered pretzel from that Sam's Club and finish it up before the, before the walk into the golf course was done. So what do you, what do you remember about Saturday? about, you know, guys that you got to see? Did you get a glimpse at Tiger? Sergio, of course, won that so, year. So that was that was the big thing, him getting his one and only major, even to this day. So Tiger wasn't playing that year. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger was not playing that year. And out of all the years that Augusta has been hosting, you know, the Masters tournament, uh, outside of the fall Masters that we had a couple of years ago when DJ won, the azaleas were not even in bloom because it was too hot. They bloomed early. So there was no azaleas, no tiger. Um, I do remember following around Jason Day uh, a little bit, of course, him uh, marrying a Columbus gal residing here in Columbus. Yeah. Uh, I, will, I will say this, though. It obviously has its pros going down there and watching. It is by far the worst golf watching experience of, of any tournament. It's great. Like, you can go, you can set up a chair, you can park at a hole. But we didn't realize that. We didn't get chairs, so we were kind of walking around. The amount of people that are down there is nuts. Like, if you think, okay, I'm going to be great, get ahead of the crowd, get on the ropes, like, yeah, you might as well do that, like, two and a half hours early and just park your park yourself at a spot. Because, again, I mean, the leaderboards, like, look, if you go to the Memorial Tournament, they've got those TV screens, and it's great, and they accommodate what's going on in the course. You've got your phones. There's no phones there. And the leaderboards that they have are all manual. So you hear these cheers coming around the golf course, the roars, right? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what happened. Right. And so you literally have to look at this scoreboard like you're sitting at Fenway Park and they're doing this manually. And you're like, oh, Sergio birdie to hole. That's crazy. And then people start to go nuts, like kind of around you. 
Um, but the actual the actual golf watching stinks. It's a terrible experience, but it doesn't matter because it's the greatest place on earth, and you would do it again in a heartbeat. Oh, for sure. And look, we could give Augusta National grief about a million things, and we know about their history, but it would be great if the cell phone issue would be dropped. I mean, it's 2022 for God's sakes. We even spoke about it already. Look how great the experience is on the website and how much coverage and how much intel you're giving every common fan that's out there. But when you're there, you're right. You think of it as the exclusive event, but there are still so many patrons, people that are at that event and you can't know what's going on. And we've talked about this for a long time, right? If you're a fan of golf, you really want to go to these tracks to experience it, to do the walk, just to see it with your own eyes. Yeah. It's really not about watching any of the action because it cannot, it will not be better than what it is on TV. No, it's impossible. I mean, it's literally, it's impossible to do it because if you want to follow around a player that's popular, like good luck getting a, an opportunity to go and see them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, I don't really remember much to me, honestly, about, you know, the golf shots that we hit or up close and personal with someone uh, we were standing on 18T as, like, the first wave of golfers, um, you know, were finishing up, like the guys who were lower on the leaderboard. And seeing the width of the trees, like the narrow alleyway that you have to hit it down on 18, mm, it's, yeah. it's bigger than what it looks on TV, but there is a 0% chance that me and you are getting through those trees, like with our game. It's no not per- 0% is chance. It's not 10 at Apple Valley where we played in the fall. <laughs> Because that was pretty daunting. It's a little bit more than that. A little bit tighter than that. It's it's more like a one of the holes at the old Foxfire Players Club, right? That's right. Tight. Very tight. In the deep woods. Uh, how much money did you spend in the pro shop? And I, 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 I bring that up because Platinum Fox, he actually is going down there, our fearless leader. He's going, I'm not sure yeah, which days he's going to be. Right, yeah, must be nice, right? So you're a must be nice guy too. We're all must be nice guys in a certain way. But he's right. going down there, and I don't know what days, but he was asking what sizes were. And I, I texted him. I said, thanks, but no thanks, man. I want my first apparel to be purchased when I am there. I want to pick it out myself and have something from from when I go. You brought me back a koozie with a magnet on it. That's cool that we have in the office. But how how many bucks did you shell out when you got the the trip down there in 2017? Yeah, not actually too much. Um, I got I just got a t shirt uh, is what I did. So I got a t shirt, got a few hats. Um, Meredith has a hat. I have a hat. My stepdad got a hat, and then a few others. Uh, also got a yardage book like an official Augusta National yardage book, which is very cool. I'd say all in all, though, probably, I don't know, a buck 20, buck 30 on stuff. Like, it really wasn't that crazy. Yeah, that's not too bad. And, and you know, man, with the season starting up here, I actually took our idea. I mentioned Apple Valley. A, a friend of mine actually asked us to be honorary captains of a Ryder Cup team. We've yeah. seen this sort of blow up and over the last – my butt. Yeah, yeah. Well, we uh we tied. We tied. So it was a well, we did tie, didn't we? Right, yeah. You're thinking of a different round, but that Ryder Cup match was was great. You actually hit an eight foot slider to have the match. It was incredible. <laughs> it was an incredible putt uh, up and down by you on eighteen. But I actually took that idea to promotions. So who the heck knows? Maybe we can get a thing where morning juice listeners and Buckeye Show listeners we can we can do this sometime throughout the, the summer because the golf season is 
is nice and long here in central Ohio and it's picking up. Have you gotten out to, to play a full 18 yet since March rolled around? Yeah, a few times. I think three times I've played. Oh, boy. Um, so far. So uh, already rounding into form a little bit. Oh, first boy. Was, I, think it, I think the first one was back in February when uh, Jake Ballard and I were, were drinking beers and you were very upset about that. Oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That was the, yeah. Uh, that was the first round. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was very fun. Got to play that. Uh, played up at Clover Valley a couple of weeks ago, kind of out in the Johnstown area. Um, and actually played at Glen Ross last weekend up in Delaware. So I've already gotten out a few times. I'm working on a few things to try to really uh, tighten the screws on you this year. And I think we're going to get you. I think this is, I think this is, this is the year of my rise. Mm, you know, it's, I mentioned this about Tiger early in the round, how it looks like he's embracing the old man's game, even though Tiger can still whip it and his ball speed and club head speed, you know what it's going to be like, but he looks like he's going to embrace that and hit a lot of fairways. And I've, I've started to just embrace that as well. Give up the distance, get the accuracy, take a bite out of those two or three holes on a course that begs for it, where you can still have fun, but then try to smart yourself around the golf course at those other spots. So I, I don't know, beam I'm, I haven't been out there yet, but you've got a few rounds on me. That's usually the case. You usually get to play a little bit more golf than I do throughout a year, but I got to get up and see my guys at York here soon so I can get the ball rolling and not, no practice range time. We just take it straight to the course. I don't need to waste oh, any of my I, good I swings. Never, I, I, I never hit golf balls in the range. I think never. it's a big detriment to my game. I just like to feel it out. But yeah, to your whole theory of old man golf and plotting it around the golf course, that's going to last about five holes. And then you're going to say, ah, you know what? I'm over with that. Bring me the driver. And then it's all going to go to hell. <laughs> we uh, we got to have some good battles this year. I mean, you you do like to get out and play a lot of a lot of the different courses in the area. And I think that's just one of the great things about being here in central Ohio. There's so many fantastic places to play. Yeah, it really is. Um, everything is very, very acceptable. Uh, you know, I mean, from you look at the north part of town to the central part of town, great course in the east-west. I know we like to go out to Darby Creek out in Marysville, which is uh, one of our favorite favorites to play. Denison out mm. east, of course, in Granville is yeah. one of our favorites to play as well. Um, so it's it's very underrated, uh, the central Ohio golf scene, because each one of these courses is very unique and uh, possesses something different. When we ran it up the ladder about the Ryder Cup, did you ask for Mirfield Village as to where we could play it at? You know, I don't think there's – I think everything's in play, right? I mean, once we put the word out about this, if we – if you start talking about it on your show, if you start just breathing this into existence about the possibility, I think courses are going to come to us, Beam. Watch out, Augusta National. That's what <laughs> we're going to – private jets. I'm sure the uh, Platinum Fox can spring forward on company dime – and that's exactly what we're going to do. Hey, I mean, that, that'd be great. I'd, I'd go for the, the big four in town here when you talk about Muirfield Village, Scioto, Double Eagle, and the golf club. I mean, if all those four start to get into a bidding war on who's going to host this Ryder Cup, <laughs> I think that could be pretty fun. I think that could be pretty, pretty good, Beam. I don't know exactly if you use the term bidding war correctly there, <laughs> but yeah. I think that would be a blast. All right, man. Well, uh, the the Buckeye Show podcast listeners now, as this is dipped into, will uh, love this golf chat here. I, I get a lot of fans that are asking for more of me and you just 
shooting the shit about golf. So we got to do it. We got to do it from time to time. And I can't wait. I, I cannot. I'm I'm getting that feeling now. I cannot wait to hit the course that first day. Maybe it's going to be next week. It was supposed to be this week, but the weather sucked so much and it's just sopping wet out there, but everything's going to be nice and green. The first time I get out and dust the sticks off. Yeah. It's the uh, three seasons that we have here in Ohio, wet first, then hot, then cold. Once we get through the wet, the hot Timmy is where we thrive. (laughs) Well, uh, buddy, you and Theo and Meredith enjoy the Masters, I know you're going to make her watch way more Masters than than she wants. The dog can't do anything about it. You ought to come over. We ought to do a little uh, chip and putt on moving day or or something. Because I know Masters Sunday, That's everyone needs that for themselves. You got to come over. Check out the backyard. Yeah, I'd love to, man. I'll uh, bring a few bucks over, and then uh, we'll gamble on that for sure. But, yeah, that would be a blast. Tell Sarah and Jack I said, hey, okay, too, buddy. Absolutely, man. Thank you, Brandon. Hope you guys enjoyed the golf chat here, giving you a little bit of extra content on the Buckeye Show podcast page. And why not? He and I both love the Masters so much. We love golf so much. And if you are a player, you kind of have those buddies in your life that are just more fun to play with. You know what I mean? Whether that's because you're close in skill level or the other guy or gal just makes great comments all the time. Good comic relief person. Beamer's my guy. He checks a lot of those boxes. He is my guy. Fun to play with. Love having battles. We can we can make each other better. That's fun, too, when it's you actually do sort of get into the weeds about becoming a better player because you like to go out there and have fun, but then you get to a certain point where you say, okay, it could be a single-digit handicapper. This is kind of cool. You can actually go out there and try to break 80 at some nice courses, and it's it's fun, you know? And we've had such a blast. And I, I mentioned my friends at York, and they've been so good to me over the last few years, hooking me up out there. And if you're looking for a membership and if they've got openings, I would always urge you to check back because it's a classic course. It's such a great location, right on 270 and North High Street. It's one of the older courses in the whole city. I mean, the history goes back almost 100 years. 100-year anniversary will be coming up here shortly. It's almost like Columbus Country Club in that vein. But he was with me there when I shot my lowest round ever. And that's something that I've I pulled off here in the last year. And you talk about as a player, that possibility of, you know, when you walk out there, There's a chance, you know, if your game is in a certain place, you could shoot the lowest score you've ever shot. And for me, that was a 74, you know, being totally honest, not uh, fudging on the scores. I'm not a guy that can break par like that can't, at least for now, it can't happen. I think the idea of that might still be out there if I continue to work that old man game and put the ball in the fairway and then hit greens and increase my putting. That's why I got the green in the backyard. So it could become better with the flat stick. But that day out at York, I had, I had Beamer. I had our, our friend Evan Hartnett from Columbus country club and the big fellow, Jake Ballard. So guy, I love to play golf with a, a best friend, a professional and Evan also a good friend and Jake Ballard, a former NFL player with a Super Bowl ring and a good friend. Talk about a special day. That was just a heck of a day. And and of course, kicking everybody's ass too. That's that, that's always fun. But I, I couldn't have, couldn't have dreamed up a better day or a better group of guys to play that kind of round with. And uh, that, that was special. And I'm looking forward to getting out again. And wherever you guys are, 
thinking about playing, you know, throw the tweets my way at Tim Hall 971. Anytime you guys want to chat golf or you got a chance to play or had a great round, send me the photos, send me the thought bubbles, send me anything you got related to the game of golf because I'm down to hear about it. I'm down to talk about it. Well, enjoy the rest of the weekend, everybody. Enjoy Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Augusta. If you're into that, if you're still listening to this, um, there's a million percent chance that you are and see Tiger on the weekend. I mean, this with what he did one under in his first round, it seems like a foregone conclusion that he's at least going to get there. And let's just, again, take it round by round and appreciate what this guy has done after this wild car crash that could have taken his life. So thank you so much for checking out this extra content on the Buckeye Show's podcast page with our friend Brandon Beam, former host of this fine program, now with Morning Juice, where you can catch him each day from 6 to 9 a.m. They invite me on there from time to time as well, which is pretty cool, him and Bobby Carpenter. All right, everybody, be well. See you next time.